Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is July the 16th. It's the 124th day of the virus. And we are on, uh, the bad word for it would be a rabbit trail. I don't think, I, I don't want to even use that uh, idea because really this is, these are clues that we are getting from the Old Testament that give shed light on the passage that we're really in, which is in Luke chapter 4, where they try to throw Jesus off a cliff. So we're asking the question, the big question is, what is happening in this story that is going to make the people of Nazareth, people that know Jesus, want to throw him off a cliff? So we're in a story of the widow of Zarephath, and yesterday in our lesson, uh, the Lord shows up to her and commands her to feed Isaiah. Elijah, excuse me, and uh, she has to wrestle with her faith whether to do it or not. And then today, the story continues, is after the jar of flour was not spent and neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that spoke by Elijah, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 17. So 17, 17, Elijah raises the widow's son. Let's read. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill, and his illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. So he dies. And she says to Elijah, what have you against me, O man of of God? You have come to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. And he said to her, Give me your son. And he took him from her arms and carried him up into the upper chamber where he lodged and laid him on his own bed. And he cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I sojourn by killing her son? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah. Wow. And the life of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper chamber into the house and delivered him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord is in your mouth. The, the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. Uh, earlier, she said, uh, she referred to the Lord as the Lord, your God, and now it is the Lord. So she has come, at the end of the story, she's come to believe either because of the uh, jar of oil or this miracle of, of resurrection, either way. So it's an incredible story about intercession and prayer. I just love this. He cries to the Lord. He intercedes. Uh, he begs the Lord, please, O Lord. And he has this verbal posture, and he also has this physical posture where he uh, stretches himself out upon the the child and he kind of in desperation, he doesn't say this, but it almost seems like he says, I don't know what to do except come to you, Lord, and bring this child physically before you, and I am going to lay down... uh, Uh, spiritually on this child and over this child does that three times but anyway i don't want to talk about that today 
the 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 key <clears throat> today's little lesson is it's interesting what the widow says. She says, "You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son." So the first amazing thing that she says is not that my son is dead. It's that my sin has been brought to remembrance. And I want to key on that. So have you ever gone for a bike ride and come back and told your somebody that, hey, I was on this bike ride and my sin was brought to remembrance. Or, oh, I went to work today and my sin was brought to remembrance. Or I had an interaction with uh, somebody and my sin was brought to remembrance. No, usually what you'd say is either nothing about that or their sin was brought to my remembrance. Um, so w- keying on that idea is your sin coming to remembrance is what happens. It happens when the Lord starts to work in your life. It happens at conversion you, uh, almost always. Uh, it happens with the revelation of God. And that's what's happening with her is God shows up in a vision or, or a dream or something or a voice or a writing on the wall and commands her to feed Isaiah and you have this encounter with God and when you get close to God, your sin gets brought to remembrance. So it's exhausting and convicting and humbling and difficult and heart-wrenching for those of you who have had any time with the Lord and walk with the Lord in sanctification, you know that. So a little math equation, awareness of your sin, your sin being brought to remembrance equals the activity of God. And in my uh, assessment is why did these why are these people trying to throw uh, Jesus off a cliff is this is the reason why is because we see here clearly that the Lord is showing up uh, and saving your life by the by the jar of oil and re- reproducing flour and uh, in a, in a in a moment here, she's going to get a, her child raised from the dead. Um, but I thought this was the most interesting part of the story, other than the raising from the dead part, is what she mentions as the highlight or the difficult thing is my sin is being brought to remembrance, i.e. that means that the Lord is showing up. So if your sin, ladies and gentlemen, is bring, being brought to remembrance... Perhaps today is the day to believe for the first time. And if you see your sin being brought to remembrance, that means that God is near. It's a good thing. It's one of the best things. So I hope, I pray today, that you say not that I'm okay and you're okay and man is basically good, but you're, that's the sign of hard-heartedness. But you say and see that, oh, my sin is being wrought to remembrance. Lord, what are you doing in my life? What are you asking of me? What are you asking of me? So my prayer for you today is that your sin would be brought to remembrance. <laughs>